2: Let's go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Question is, is this Chris Paul's moment?
0: Ball out on the perimeter. Long three. Shazam.
2: Is this his
0: time? I want it not just for myself, but for everybody in that locker
2: room. And it sure looks like it. Because every single time where it looked like it could be his moment. The basketball gods stepped in and said no.
1: The Rich Eisen Show. Still to come. NFL Network analyst Greg Rosenthal. Plus, Tokyo Paralympian
3: Ezra Freck. And now, it's Rich Eisen.
2: Hour number two the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, getting set for the NBA Finals. Game one tonight, Stanley Cup Final. Game four was not the final game of the hockey season. (laughs) See how I... Did that. Well done. Um, so there will be game five. Great, uh, great game between the Lightning and the Canadian. Canadian, Montreal Canadian. Really Their good. first um, Stanley Cup final victory since 1993. Whew. So, what a game. So they still have, they've got, to, they've got to sweep the rest of this series to end the curse that Los Angeles sports fans think Marty McSorley's stick brought on the entire nation of Canada. Um. So there will be a game five on Wednesday night, um, and uh, we've we've got uh, Otani on the bump tonight against the Boston Red Sox. Your American League leading Boston Red Sox, or your Major League Baseball, Major leading?
3: League Baseball best fifty four win Boston wow. Red Sox,
2: unbelievable fifty four and twenty two. What's up? Double. Over double, it was 54 and 32, 32, pardon me, yeah, 54 and 32. 32. Best record of base. 22 games over 500. How about that? Love it. Got some thoughts on the way the game ended last night. That's coming up in hour number three. (laughs) Um, Greg Rosenthal of the Around the League, uh, Around the NFL podcast will be joining us in about 18 minutes time, and we're going to be talking ball every single day this week because... I uh, I miss it. I can't wait to have the National Football League return roar back to life later on. Three weeks. This let's go month less than that. Actually, the the Steelers are in too. Wow, because they've got to get ready for the Hall of Fame game against the Dallas Cowboys, who are on hard knocks.
3: And we can talk about that right now.
2: Why not? Indeed. TJ, take take it away. <sighs>
4: hard. Oh, well, you know I'm for knocks. it. So I want to
2: hear you. Who I. Uh, Clearly opposed
4: Third to this. Third time idea.
2: on Hard Knocks.
3: Third time. Couldn't be less interested in the. Three Dallas times Cowboys. a charm. Why? Why? We're going to see them enough. I mean, they're on national TV enough. Uh, as TJ will like to point out, every single sports show talks about them more than we probably should. Okay. Why do I need to see behind the scenes? Why do I need to see Jerry Jones in the golf cart at Oxnard? Like, I'm just not that what Mike McCarthy at the buffet. Like, I'm not into it. Like, why do we, uh, why? There are so many other more interesting and compelling teams that don't get enough uh, media coverage that it would be just a, a better watch, in my opinion. Well, I just don't know why we need to see Dallas.
2: Here's, here's, here's the reason why I think this happened. I have not spoken to anyone over the weekend since okay. this happened. I think it happened on the Friday that we had left, right? Yeah, TJ, yeah, you tweeted day. out, like, yeah. it's a good thing we're not on the air today. Well, <laughs> we're on the air today. Uh, I think nobody else wanted to do it.
3: I agree with you. I think that's uh, I,
2: I think that Jacksonville, you know, again, the NFL and Roger Goodell wants the show to happen every year. They're mandating it. It's going to happen every year. There will never be a year in which Hard Knocks does not happen.
3: You know, it's kind of the highlight of the August. Well, I mean, fans really? love it. Yeah. NFL
2: Films is terrific at it. It is a great way to get things going. There are There is some behind the scenes stuff. It is one of the few times the NFL does not mind its product working blue. I'd imagine HBO pays a pretty penny for this Uh, I'm sure they do that as well, yes. And it is a terrific way for fans to see behind the scenes of hard work and progress and dreams coming true and dashed, and it is a terrific program that I think a lot of fans love to see. But teams that are exempt include teams of the first-year head coach, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's out. And if a team made the playoffs the year before, that's out.
3: Yeah, there were five eligible teams. The Cowboys were one of them, along with Arizona, which – Would have been my pick from this list, Carolina, Denver, and the Giants. Right.
2: So they chose the Cowboys.
3: And one person that I'm
2: sure doesn't mind it is Jerry Jones. Absolutely. I think you're going to see him quite a bit. You'll see the Jones family. And the thing that I think that that appeals to you know, NFL films and hard knocks is not only the passionate fan base that follows the Cowboys, no matter what they do or how disappointed they may be made, Um, but they're passionate, and fans who dislike them are still interested in them, and they've got various locations. You're going to see the star in Frisco. You're going to see the stadium. You're going to see Oxnard, California, where they work out. They're back in Southern California. You're going to see Los Angeles. You'll see Southern California. You'll see Canton, Ohio, because the Cowboys are in the Hall of Fame game. You know, you'll see maybe Drew Pearson behind the scenes a little bit, getting ready for his <laughs> moment, because he's one of the enshrinees. Yeah. And you'll see the Hall of Fame on display. You're going to be all over the place. I think there's a lot of appeal for that sort of thing. You and I understand. We'll get, you'll uh, see Dak. You'll see Dak coming back. Yeah, I mean, that's a good story. It's a good. Human you'll see Dak coming story, back. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you'll. I think Dan Quinn is going to be an interesting, you know, figure to see behind the scenes.
3: We're going to get a tour of the yacht. I doubt it. That's what kind of I'm most you You want to, to bring
2: the <laughs> yacht out? Excuse me. The tour you want is of the
4: Jones bus. No, I want the yacht.
3: I don't know, man. We saw the memory with the draft yacht. last year. He was, he was like on a Bond villain. He was in, in this the, yacht with the The, the white bus is like a dinghy uh,
4: compared
2: to the yacht. No. I want the yacht. Yeah. I kind of dig it. No. Out of, what are the other options that we could have had? Well, Broncos? the ones that were
3: eligible, Denver, uh, Carolina, the Giants. But Arizona, that was kind of the... Kind of the big one with Kingsbury, speaking of Bond, Kyler Murray, Lear Fitzgerald, J.J. Oh. Watt. If you're Kingsbury,
2: do you use this in any way, shape, or form?
3: They weren't interested in us.
2: Yeah, yeah. They didn't want yeah. HBO they and NFL and want us.
5: To, to the casual fan. They didn't want like,
2: us. They didn't care about J.J. Watt. and They didn't care about Kyler Murray and yeah. Kingsbury. That'd have been an interesting one the Arizona I think that Cardinals. Would have been a good one, or I the mean, Arizona Cardinals are like thank goodness we don't have I don't have know those how I feel
5: about it like I
2: like at you Dallas, started way, off, Arizona at Dallas January 2nd.
5: You me. started off with the fact that I feel like people focus on us too much already as it is. Well, right, right, right. And the fact that I think teams that have been in hard knocks the last four seasons don't have winning records. Right. Um but to a casual fan and like I brought up HBO with the money they're paying If you're a casual fan, are you going to tune in to see the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, as as football fans, yes, I'm going to watch that. But if you're just someone who's kind of whatever and you're flipping around and you see the Dallas Cowboys, that is going to make you stop and watch. Probably wouldn't happen with any of those other. The Dallas Cowboys. And I'm going to watch. I mean, obviously,
3: I'm going to be locked in. It's going to be awesome. Sprinklers. It's gonna be so oh, cool, man. and the music. Um, the sprinkler, man. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, it should, doesn't matter who that? it is. I like know. they could do a hard knocks about us, and I'm, you know, people yeah. would watch. But
5: like I said, you would watch, but <laughs> someone else who's not really as fanatic as about football as you are. Except, you know, uh, should uh, we do a hard knocks about a, us? <laughs> you
2: know, a hard knocks on us would be, uh, I think. Um, for one day, I'm in. well, you're, you'd be the most important uh, I would be. figure, I think. Mike. <laughs> no, Certainly, no, I would love would, it. How long? How long would the um, how long would the uh, tour of your uh, seafaring conveyance last? Well, I'd have two boats right
5: now. I'm selling the first one, so we can oh, do. Oh, well, we, that we, would we be exciting! I'm going out on a boat fishing, and
2: you're coming out, and you still have not named well, your okay. boat. Right? First of all, the first or one had that I'm
4: any selling, on his. Boat. I'm not going to name the one I'm getting rid of. it's Not good. What about the one? The that second you one is called Margaritaville Two. I Why? have to do a whole because that's what it was named already when I bought it. So I have to change that name is into that, Mama D. By the way, okay, is that what it's going to? Yeah, be? it's Mama D. 100 okay. percent, Mom. Okay, for my mother. Great. I have to, Mama D. One. By the way, that's great. But just do it. Get it named. Is I got it. You got to is you gotta that, do a is ceremony. That
2: the most it, is that is the is there a boat named Margaritaville and Margaritaville 2 and Margaritaville 3 in every state of the United States. Garrett
4: Buffett's is probably Margaritaville 1. Right. There has to be a Margaritaville. Like, like, (laughs) is that the most uninspired boat name there is? No. I mean, I get people come by and go, Jimmy Buffett all the time when I'm out in that thing. They
3: yell, yell, you know? A a big thing about that is you're not Jimmy Buffett. And I don't like Margaritas. (laughs) so two right off the bat. It's like... (laughs) Yeah, I'm, No, it.
4: I'm getting the Pope painted, so I, when I get
3: it yeah,
2: painted, that, I'll be ready. Right. See, how will they not have a system? That's a, hard a
3: whole knocks? episode.
2: That's two, maybe. <laughs> right. And what would it be? Like we, we'd be oh, mandated because we weren't nominated for an Emmy this year. Right. Yeah. So if you're nominated for an Emmy, you could you could be exempt. Right, you could be exempt,
3: could be could be exempt it, but Emmy. I was nominated but you for were an nominated. Emmy. You were nominated, but we don't have a but, new host.
4: That's you know, correct. I
3: mean, there's yeah. We're we're definitely hard knocks eligible. I mean it'd be perfect.
4: Fall Brockley with cage. I'm in. All
3: right, so look, Take man, I'm, I'm
4: I, I will. DJ.
2: I will be tuned in, but I, I don't know who. Else, I mean, like, what are we going to do? Who, who who else are we going to meet? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't know. You know, Jalen Smith interests me. Vander should be interesting.
3: C.D. Lamb. Who's going to? Micah
5: Parsons. We loved him
3: when okay, he called. I think him. he'll be great. Be I think that'll be in, of
2: interest. Right. Yeah. Settle down just a little bit. What about Mike McCarthy? Is he going to light <laughs> it up? Are we gonna get
3: massaged? Mike McCarthy well, who was on Masav. this show.
2: Who was on this show a week and a half after the draft, and basically said every question I answered him, he knew that his answer could provide a new news cycle to something he didn't want, and actually admitted that. <laughs> actually said, yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't want to give any fuel to anything that doesn't like. That guy's gonna be on Hard Knocks.
3: Not going to be oh, good. Oh, baby. going to be good. Well, look, first Here of all,
5: let's remember when the Raiders were on. They didn't give us anything. Oh, oh my God. Like they had their star rookie who chose not to. Mayock, was the, leaders. Leaders.
2: Mayock was the Dominic Hoschuk of editors. Oh, yeah. He was stopping every puck from hitting the screen. Yeah, Pricing so last night.
5: So, you know, you'll get a little bit more access than what okay. the Raiders gave us. I'm all in
2: for the Cowboys.
3: I mean, we're, we're going gonna to yeah, watch. I mean, gonna, the I mean, it'll probably be good. I'm just like, you know, another team would have been a little bit cooler. I don't know.
2: Okay, we went down this road, and we were going to do the top five things I want to get out of, the, out of the match tonight. But you know what we'll do? We'll do that after Greg Rosenthal. Okay, great. Because one of the things I want to ask Greg coming up is um, um, the storyline that nobody's talking about. I have to. I have a few more weeks to come up with my sleeper teams of 2021. Mm-hmm. The team that's going to go from top half of the draft into the bottom half of the bottom third of the draft. How about that? What I'm thinking of. I've got one right now.
3: I think a couple. I've got
2: one pack. Well, you have to have one in each. Hard
3: Knocks eligible, I think.
2: Which one is that?
3: I kind of think the G-Men are going to do something. Oh. Interesting.
2: The G-Men. The so while we're just on this subject real quick now you are willing to go how far on that
3: on the g-men yes what are we talking
2: well what we're talking about we're is like that you if you're like you, you didn't go higher register
3: i did I th- okay th- i think you think going. that
2: they that they have an opportunity to be
3: A sleeper. I don't think any sleeper team team
2: is a playoff team that can go on a run that we don't see coming. That's a sleeper team. Okay. Last year, my sleeper team were the Denver Broncos in the AFC, and um, Von Miller hurt himself for the rest of the season later on that afternoon. Like like the same day. My bad, (laughs) Denver. Literally hours later, comes across Von Miller's hurt for the season. Yeah. And then my other team in the NFC were the Arizona Cardinals. Missed the playoffs. Close. Very close. Close. There is one team that's sitting out here in the West Coast that I'm thinking can go on a hell of a run.
3: But are I'm you not a ready, sleeper not, team if you were in the Super Bowl two years ago?
2: Nope, that's not what I'm talking about.
3: Oh. Are you a sleeper team? If you were a throwaway from winning the Super Bowl three uh, years ago, I am not talking about that team
2: either. Oof. Okay,
3: I see. I know where you're. I'm going now. talking
2: about the Los Angeles Chargers.
3: Okay. Ooh. Interesting.
2: That's who I'm talking about.
3: Mm, you're not. You're not feeling sophomore slump coming from. Oh gosh, 10? no.
2: I uh, as much as I and I started the program saying that. Um I can't, I need I need to see Aaron Rodgers play. I need to see what this version of Rodgers after this entire offseason of being the story while he's saying he's working on himself mentally. How that guy comes back to defend his MVP season. Does he go back to back? Can he go back to back? You'd have to play for the current team that he has to go back to back, I think. I don't know if you can have an MVP season sitting out there in Denver having just joined the team at the outset of training camp which does not appear to be happening. Nope. Unless everything's going on behind the scenes that we have no idea is happening. There's no smoke, there's no fire as he's getting set to play golf tonight in Montana and getting set to play golf in Utah next week apparently. So, in Lake Tahoe. So, I I I I just don't know um, in the same way that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that I'm very much looking forward to seeing what Justin Herbert looks like year two very much looking forward to that and that's how we set up our break when we come back Greg Rosenthal of the uh, Around the NFL pop podcast the popular Around the NFL podcast my cohort from the NFL media group talk some ball with him when we come back in just five minutes on the Rich Eisen show
0: Seattle is hosting New Orleans in a playoff game. Correct. Up in Seattle. And we played them earlier played them in the season. So um, it's not uncommon. We played them on Monday Night Football five weeks prior, and now we are back in the divisional round at Seattle. Only it's a little different. We're, we're staying over uh, across the water in Bellevue. And so the first thing in the morning when I get up is I have a waffle you know, the whipped cream, strawberries, and I'm, I'm flipping through the networks trying to get either ESPN or NFL Network. Who's going to give me the forecast? There's NFL Network. I got it. And they're going <laughs> to these sites where the divisional games are going to be played. And they're talking about, this is sunny here, blah, blah, blah. And then to Seattle, and they and they get to the Seahawks Stadium, and, and I know that it's going to be, and you can see the wind. And... <clears throat> I'm eating my waffle, and they pan down on Russell Wilson and Drew Brees throwing a football on the field in their graves. I'm going to tell you where I'm supposed to be at that moment when they're throwing a football. I am supposed to be meeting with the officials, discussing the inactives, all right, and getting ready to say the Lord's Prayer and give our players a pep That's where I'm supposed to be at that moment. I stumble out of the bed. This is my worst nightmare. I know I'm a half an hour away from the stadium. And I'm thinking to myself, National Anthem, I'm in my underwear late to the game. Right? That's the nightmare that I have. (laughs) Wow. And I just saw Breeze and Russell Wilson warming up. And I run to the shower, call my assistant, can't get him. The waffle is spilled on the floor. (laughs) I get back, my assistant says, Hey, what's up? And I said... When did the buses leave? No one called. He said, Coach, the buses haven't left yet. They had taken B-roll from the Monday night game. Someone in the tape room ran the wrong tape. Can you imagine? (laughs) I text Falk. He's on set with Rich. I said, what are you guys doing? (laughs) I had a cow. I'm telling you, you have no idea. We're talking about being like, this is the divisional playoff game. Not being there for the kickoff as the head coach. That's how late I was. And Sean, just Marshall showing me the text. We went back and forth. I arrived. This guy now is live on the field. And I peek out at the stadium only because of the conditions. And I take a look. And Rich says, good to have Sean Payton here at the stadium. <laughs> just some, some sly comment that, that not that one, one person going to understand until cat. we tell this story.
3: Amazing.
2: That was fun. That's a Houston Super Bowl, one of them that we've covered on the Rich Eisen show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. We've got uh, coming up nine weeks and two days, but who's counting? <laughs> Between the Cowboys, your uh, hard knocks um, viewers and viewees, taking roof. on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whose quarterback will be performing uh, on a golf course with Phil Mickelson tonight. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> These are, by the way, I didn't I j I, I, every word I just said was true. <laughs> it's a it's better. a weird mad lib, but we'll be just talking about all of it. Uh long story short, uh that's my way of introducing my colleague from the NFL media group. He is one of the voices that you hear and enjoy quite a bit on the highly popular podcast around the NFL. He is Greg Rosenthal here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good. We we plugging back into the NFL. The time.
2: There's every day for me, sir. There's not a day where I'm not plugged in. It's the greatest. uh, And I can't wait to talk all 32 and every single aspect of this this season I just find is going to be that much more intense. Certainly since the MVP uh, of the league is still an open question, what do you make of Roger's latest comments about working on self and the voice in the room that's the loudest, isn't sometimes the most knowledgeable and things of that nature? What do you make of that?
1: Well, I think he's saying he's the most knowledgeable possibly um, to start. But I think he's been on this journey a while. You know, I think of this podcast he did years ago. I, I really recommend people go check it out. It was with Pete Holmes, the, the comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and he must have done it five or six years ago when he was spending summers out here in L.A. And, look, he thinks different than most NFL quarterbacks. He has been trying to master his own mind and, and – you know, relax, in his words, uh, as as well as possible. And so I think it's just that journey that he's been on, and I like it. Like, I think back to the, the old 60s and 70s, like, books about the NFL by Dr. Z and stuff like that, and the characters, like Namath and everything that they had at quarterback and mm-hmm. the crazy things that they would say to the media all the time. And it's like I always wondered, like what What if quarterbacks were like that now? And I feel like Aaron Rodgers is that guy. So I, I don't really put too much into it, other than he's taking some me time. He's trying to get ready for the season.
2: Well, then the question is, is what What does the season look like? I mean, at some point, rubber's got to meet road. You know where all um, all I guess pressure points lead to beginning of training camp, first preseason game, second preseason game, then obviously uh, the week to ten days before the opener. Uh, against the Saints, um, how, how do you see this all playing out? What are you guys talking about on your pod and think how it all is going to work
1: out, Greg Rosenthal? I, I, I thought the, the soft deadline you know, throughout was the training camp. And then the, the real deadline is the preseason. And you mentioned it, like, right before the season is closer to the hard deadline. I don't think there's anything Jordan Love is going to do that's going to change the equation. Like, it doesn't matter how well he plays. I still think it's a money thing. The fact that the the Packers were trying to negotiate at the beginning of the off offseason uh, and that essentially Rodgers got extra mad when he wasn't happy with the terms that they were trying to negotiate tells me it's still just a negotiation and that as upset as he is, I listen to the voice of our colleague James Jones or or Rogers' former teammate, John Kuhn. If they think it can be settled, I I tend to think it'll be settled. And I do think he's he's not playing anywhere else. I I would be absolutely stunned if they did anything but ice him for a year or come to a new agreement. And to me, that that new agreement, as annoying as it's going to be to talk about for the next two months, is probably most likely... You know, the week or two weeks before the season. That's how these things
2: usually go. Well, the new agreement has got to have terms and dollars that keeps um, uh, him, the starter in Jordan Love, from getting on the field for any sort of significant evaluation to pick up a fifth-year option. Um, and I agree with you. I don't think he goes somewhere else this year either because the, the idea to trade him to a spot for draft choices that are only going to get worse for the Packers because Rodgers will undoubtedly uh, make those draft choices get further and further away from first overall based on his play makes no sense as opposed to letting the team that wants Rodgers now go the season without him and have a fixed, terrible draft spot for them. Um, you know, uh, I guess a, a, a higher draft choice for the Packers. Um, so I don't see that, but they would have to have Rogers understand that he would have to stare down the barrel of not playing. And I think that might actually harden his stance, to be very honest with you. Greg?
1: Yeah, I, I do too. And that's why I haven't, you know, given up on the idea that he will be, sit out this season, that they will, you know, go into the season at the very least with him um, on ice. But if they just guaranteed money one extra year I tend to think if it's enough money, that that is a happy medium. And this thing didn't go nuclear until they essentially went back to him after he had just done the MVP season and tried to move money around in his contract in a way that didn't give him any extra money in an additional year. And that was the point where, as much as you know, everyone's sick of hearing Aaron Rodgers' needs and talking about that, it's like, yeah, I'd be. I, that's the moment that you should be furious if you're Aaron Rodgers. Like, at even after the MVP, they were essentially, you know, entering a, a negotiation with a lowball offer uh, that didn't make any sense. But the fact that they started it that way mm. makes me think that in the end, um, they're willing to make this happen and they're willing to give him the money and they are not willing to go watch him. Uh, succeed with another organization because to me that's that's by far the worst outcome for mark murphy and everyone that's how you get fired. so
2: then i guess last one for you on this greg before we move along and talk about other uh nfl subjects then do you you know so then based on uh, on that supposition and i think it's wise and i think you're, you're you're you've come up with uh something that does appear to be fixable or workable that does not touch um the world of uh, grocery shopping, right? Because, <laughs> right, and demanding a say in grocery shopping or getting rid of the the main grocery shopper for the Packers and Brian Gunekunst. But I guess that's the end of my windup. Now here's the pitch. Um, for for Rogers to accept that, that means the Packers would have to put it on the table. Why wouldn't they have put it on the table already? Have they put that on the table? And Rogers is now doing this whole... Uh, off season, making them wait and stewing because if they were willing to do that before, like why wouldn't they have done that already? Greg, it, that's you know?
1: a, it's a great question. There is a a chance here that they're they've got their heels dug in, but I just look at all these negotiations like over the course of time, and as much as we think Aaron Rodgers is special in quarterbacks you know, I, I've heard this before, like, think they're special in these, these negotiations. They're still just players, and ownership, or in this case, you know, Mark Murphy, their president and the GM, treat them as players, and it doesn't happen until the last second. Like, I, I think of the Javon Walker uh, huh. negotiation way back in the day, which went on forever, and it, it they don't make their final move until you get closer to the deadline, and so uh i i think i think they'll do it i don't think there's any way that they want to go into this season with jordan love. the
2: javon walker one where where Favre chimed in in the middle of it right and told right, told walker but, to get into camp it. remember that <laughs> i
1: love it i love i love how we're just history repeating ourselves once again and rogers um rogers knows it and uh I think he'd love to play for another organization. Maybe he can get a promise, too, that it'll only be two years. You know, that's essentially what Tom Brady did at the end of his Patriots career. Is he did it in such a way that he knew the year that he would have freedom. And if they can do that with Rodgers, maybe both sides are happy.
2: Greg Rosenthal here on the Rich Eisen Show from the Around the NFL podcast, which you can get where all podcasts are acquired. What's the story in the NFL we're not paying enough
1: attention to? Greg, do you Ooh, think? Um, I'd start with Justin Herbert. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's like his demeanor. Maybe it's the fact that he played for a pretty lousy Chargers team. But you would think a guy that I, I think arguably had the greatest rookie season uh, by a quarterback in NFL history, and, and you, could, you could argue Roethlisberger, you could maybe argue RG3. There's a few other ones over time that, that are in the mix. Like You would think he would have a little more hype because he did so many of the hard things. Last year, in terms of plays under pressure, like difficult throws, it was the easy things that he wasn't as good, and that's what you can improve on from year one to year two. Like to me, he he's the most fascinating player to watch, at least for me, because to me, he could be right there alongside Mahomes as like the, the two great quarterbacks moving forward. And yet, I, I don't get the sense like nationally, there's a lot of like Herbert excitement.
2: Well, that's because they're they're in Southern California, Greg, right? And the Rams are the ones who made the big maneuver for a quarterback this offseason firing the first shot and the Stafford with the Rams has certainly got the Rams, I think, rightfully uh, filled with bandwagon jumpers. Um, and, you know, the Chargers are always the Chargers, no matter how, you know, how terrific their quarterback may be. There's always something that happens in the last 90 seconds or nine seconds of a game that is the most Chargers thing possible. You know, whether it's, you know, Melvin Gordon fumbling three different times on the goal line in Tennessee a couple of years ago or what happened in the First week, uh, 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 first home game this year of Terod Taylor getting the shot to the lung. And then Herbert comes in, and which is kind of like, I guess, their Mo Lewis moment, potentially, based on how much you're talking about Herbert, and I think rightfully so. I'm hearing that they love the new coach. They love Staley, and that it's a totally different atmosphere within that building, which is another reason why I like the Chargers this year.
1: Yeah, I love Staley, too, everything I hear about him, and he's got the defensive talent there. As long as they don't get hurt, you know, this is the time of year. This is Chargers hype season, and I've fallen for it before. I was the biggest Phillip Rivers fan, and they pretty much wasted Phillip Rivers' career by not having an offensive line and injuries and bad luck and defense, but their defense should be great. Their offensive line and what they've done to rebuild it on paper, we've said this before, but it's never looked this good, looks so much better, and, yeah, I – I I do think, like, just in terms of watchability, not enough people got eyes on Herbert, and and the stuff he did to me was, like, Andrew Luck as a rookie, but better, or Russell Wilson as a rookie, but better, and and that's, like, what gets me going is watching young talent like this.
2: Greg Rosenthal here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, What do you think the Patriots season looks like?
1: I think more than likely Mac Jones... Plays sooner than later. I, I think they're giving Cam Newton every chance that he possibly has. Uh, but I don't necessarily think you look at all the, these pickups that they had in free agency and just like slot them in for 10 or 11 wins. Like It is a passing league, and it's great to have two tight ends, and it's great they're going to play some hurry-up offense. I think at the end of the year you saw them play very fast uh, a year ago with Cam Newton, and I think that's the type of offense they want to run, whether it's Newton or Mac Jones. Uh, and they added a ton of talent on defense, and high Hightower returning is massive. Yet, I, I don't see them as like a top-five roster. I don't see them as a top-ten roster. You're counting on the coaching to make up for a huge difference, and I I think we saw last year what coaching uh, can do. I, I think they were, they were a three- or four-win roster that won seven times, and they, they were maybe the least talented offense in the entire league, and I, I don't think just a bunch of free agent moves are – Kind of like solve that. It, the Bills, to me, are, are still a, a pretty heavy favorite over the
2: East. What do you think Justin Fields starts? We know we had Matt Nagy mm-hmm. on the week after the draft, and you know he's like, I was there when I watched Mahomes sit for the entire you know uh, first season, with the exception of the final regular season game because there was Alex Smith, and that's the plan that we have for Justin Fields sitting behind Andy Dalton. I even pushed back to basically said, I don't know if you're going to have the. Uh, yeah latitude to to be able to pull that one off and he kind of even admitted that he might not but that's still the plan as we're sitting here the tuesday after july 4th what do you think about justin fields greg rosenthal starting
1: yeah i remember breaking down those quotes from your show on yeah. our show so terrific were helping us out. And, and i remember like he added the caveat essentially you know Things can change. Like, that's our plan, but things can change. And one of those things that can change is Justin Fields looking much better than Andy Dalton in the preseason and training camp, and there's a lot of reasons to believe that could happen. You look at the week one matchup against the Rams, you know, on Sunday Night Football, just as a football fan, I'm hoping Fields gets out there for that game. But it wouldn't shock me if they give Dalton the obligatory one or two weeks to start, and especially that first week is a tough ask. And then we see Fields in there because, yes, uh, Pat Mahomes sat for – for a year. They were scoring 30 points a game in Kansas City. They were one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. There's no way that Andy Dalton Bears are going to be one of the highest scoring offenses in the league.
2: What about Trey Lance? What do you think his rookie season looks like? Do you see maybe him out wide? Maybe he's, uh next to uh Jimmy G or he's just way too valuable um a future quarterback in this league to throw him out there like that and he'll just be uh, a clipboard holder. Uh, for as long as uh they want to stick with jimmy g what do you think most
1: of these guys I, I feel like it's up it's up to them like it's trey lance's job essentially to win in camp they they spend this off season evaluating and teaching and you know you know how it is but it's go time once you're about three or four days into camp and if he is as good as they think he is i think he'll be starting as soon as as week one huh. i mean if he um is a little more accurate than than he was in college that the amount of uh, talent on that roster is breathtaking to me. They are one of the favorite. I'm I'm kind of surprised when I saw like that right now, the Rams are number two NFC favorite. If you're just kind of going by uh, what's in the desert and everything. And, and to me, I, I don't see the Rams as being particularly better this year. There's a lot of reasons to think they'll decline outside of the quarterback position and the 49ers and the Seahawks. And that division is just so loaded. We've seen Kyle Shanahan, um, with a similar type of quarterback, in RG3 light up the league as a rookie. And I, I don't really see any reason why he would be afraid to play Trey Lance as long as he has a good auger. All
2: right, I'll push back on the Rams thing, Greg, because, uh, uh, you know, uh, there there was ever since that, uh, you know, that Monday Nighter where the Rams um, and the Chiefs killed defense, right? Supposedly. And mm-hmm. then the Super Bowl was played and there was only one touchdown scored um the, the Rams offense hasn't been the same since then and they seem to have been missing as a, a gear and no, no matter how beautiful a ball that Jared Goff can throw it just seemed that there was just uh uh a, a certain gear that was missing on that and it might have been girly not being uh as as you know healthy as we were all you know hoping for it could have been that but the fact that they do have a running game that, that that uh, you know, Stafford's never had the receiving core is is you could say the same, if not maybe better. What? Well, why don't you like the Rams to improve this year?
1: Because I, I don't think the defense is going to stay at the same level. Generally, defense is that good. Don't stay at the same level. You're, it's much easier to have a, a great, consistent offense. So that that's one area. You think about who they lost in the secondary. They're going to miss Josh Johnson. They're going to miss. Uh, Troy Hill. They're going to miss three defensive coaches. It wasn't just you know Brandon Staley. It was Aubrey Pleasant. It was the, the coordinator who's now in, in Green Bay, Barry. And you look at their roster, and it's an ultimate like stars and scrubs roster. Like how bad can your defense be when you have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey? It's not like they're going to be bad, but there are a lot of positions where they're average or below average, and they are counting on their ability to develop. And they've done a good job with that over the years, but they have lost so much in terms of their coaching staff. They didn't add anything to their offensive line. I just think you're really counting on a big upgrade um, from going from Goff, who at times uh, was a good quarterback and certainly was not last year, uh, to a top-10 type of quarterback in Stafford, but not a top-five guy, not not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, And you're in a loaded division. And I think if you just look at the roster, like 1 through 10, the Rams – stack up against anyone but they're not as thin they've been very lucky in terms of injuries over the last couple years one of the least injured teams in the in the league i just feel like there's there's a lot of reasons to believe like they're going to battle to win 10 or 11 games that nfc west is going to just be a bloodbath
2: greg rosenthal here on the rich eisen show and uh we're still waiting to see um fifth year options turn into um monster contracts for lamar and baker why haven't we seen them yet do we, do we get them right before the season? What do you think, Greg?
1: Yeah, this is the time of year. I think it's going to happen with Lamar Jackson just because of the way that he spoke about it. He sounded so confident, and I would anticipate it's probably going to happen with Baker Mayfield. When when the players aren't stressing publicly and the agents aren't stressing at all, I don't think the fans should because they. I think both players would be agitating if they weren't expecting to sign. Lamar, I think, will, will happen before camp. Whether Baker happens before camp or midway through, it, it sounds like it's happening. I I thought it might be an interesting strategy after watching Jared Goff and Jared, you know, Carson Woods get those two right. contracts early and then regret it uh, to just make Baker play another six seven games with Kevin Stefanski, but it doesn't sound like the Browns are that interested. In doing
2: that. I don't know if the Browns could be so special this year. Greg, are you on that hype? Bandwagon, what do you got for me on the Browns?
1: Are you <laughs> I am. It? We sort of live and die uh, with the Browns with Mark Sessler on our yep. podcast. He's yep. a, you know, a longtime fan. I just worry it's the NFL. It's like, yes, everything makes sense. They they have a top five roster, um, but we've seen teams like that go. Like it wouldn't shock me if they go ten and seven. A couple things go wrong for them. They they should be right there with every team. Uh, in the AFC, and I love the fact that they're built on an offensive line that just is back, and it's loaded. They have so many different ways that they can beat you with offense. They have the best backfield in the league. They have one of the best tight end groups in the league, and now with OBJ back, like I love the receivers too. It Devansky has to kind of prove that he's not Matt Nagy, though, that he's not like first-year coach of the year type Type of guy and, and he keeps the magic going because defenses will definitely adjust in that
2: Well, maybe it's just that Baker is a little bit better than Trubisky. Maybe. What do you think about that? If you want to keep, if you want to make an analogy here, maybe, maybe, maybe Stefanski's got the better quarterback of the two. Yeah, you know,
1: I think he does. I mean, I know he does. He's got the better quarterback. It's the question is like, is Baker going to be the guy from the last six games of the year? I, I was a little surprised. Like this offseason, it still feels like the question is like is Baker a difference maker? It's like, wow, watch those playoff games. <laughs> I mean, I know I know they lost to the Chiefs, but some of the throws he made in those games were outrageous. I mean, he he played fantastic he the sure last did. seven or eight games. Can he do that for a full 16-game season? There's like a pretty good reason to, to believe he will. Stefanski, uh, I just love his demeanor. I love the way that he play calls. He, he definitely feels a little bit like an AFC answer to Kyle Shanahan, and, and that's... Beautiful for Browns fans who, among many things, are annoyed that Kyle Shanahan got away.
2: I mean, I mean, how do you handle that? Sessler's a Browns fan. Hansus is a Jet fan. I mean, you know, is, is Hansus doing the usual, which is you know just what we're all doing, which is like, you know, uh, what else? We're back here again, where we're hoping the coach and the quarterback's right. You know, and like I said earlier, you know, I, I like the coach. The, the quarterback concerns me that they, they either drafted a generationally talented guy finally. Or they drafted Stifler and his mother. I'm genuinely concerned about that, <laughs> Greg. There's no gray area, I don't think.
1: Honestly. I love that. I hate, to, I hate to admit, you know, I grew up a Patriots fan, too. I mean, there is a part of me that is curious to see if this all just blows up in the Jets' style possible. But, man, you you got to love the coach, and you got to love the talent on offense. Like, they, if Joe Douglas hadn't fixed that offensive line by now, um, after the investments that he's made, I'd be surprised. And I love the weapons around, um, you know, I I love the weapons around the quarterback. I really think that right now. The Jets are set up where, like, six, seven wins. you got to be happy with that, Rich, right? I mean, there, there shouldn't be too high expectations.
4: Yeah. Yeah, as long
1: as the offense and the quarterback are good, I'd worry about the wins later.
2: There's now a 17th game out there, Greg, so, you know, maybe expectations can go a little higher. But I do like the coach, and I, I hope that they did get, get it right with the quarterback. And I, I do agree that Joe Douglas is is building from the inside out as opposed to what was going on in the administrations before, despite my uh, just pure man love for Jamal Adams. I, I I do like the way that they're building the team. Um, Thanks for the call, Greg. Let's do this closer to the beginning of the season. And like, as always, I'm more than happy to be the home or the away team for the home and home on your pod. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we got to get you on soon. Anytime. Uh, Look forward to talking to you again, Rich.
2: Right back at you, Greg. That's Greg Rosenthal around the NFL podcast. It is highly entertaining, highly popular. And um, it's where all podcasts are acquired. Um, Is he off the phone? Thanks to the Rich Eisen Show starting the podcast world for the NFL years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fact. Big facts. Spitting fact. As the case, yes. Right? Big fact. True. Never forget. Yes. Never forget. 2011 lockout year. Going to uh, the office of Steve Bornstein. Formerly in charge of ESPN. Launched NFL Network. My rabbi. Smart enough to have hired me twice. Richie. Hey, Richie, Steve, I want to do a podcast. Why you want to do a podcast? I'm like, <laughs> it's it's act, You know, it's just something I want to do. It's a way to <laughs> interview other to people, work? Work? and you know, I'm, I mentioned Bill Simmons was doing very well with his yeah. BS podcast. You know, how much is it going to cost? Cost you nothing. Go ahead, do it. Yeah. Knock yourself out. <laughs> it's cost you nothing. Cost you nothing. <laughs> a curtain. Couple cameras. Oh my God. Well, that was when the so TV that show. Shows, yeah, that came, show, came I later. That's when, I know. That's I when the programming the department, uh, the great Lawrence Randall came to me yeah, and he's yeah. like, we want, we, We're, you know, lockouts coming and would you like to do your podcast on TV? I'm like, How often? Like, how about, could you do it once a week? Because we're looking for cheap programming. And I said, I will do it as long as you call it inexpensive programming. That's all. I always forget the audio one was first.
3: Man, we did like 70 episodes.
2: Yeah, and you, you were the one who put it all together. It was- Very fun. No doubt. We had a fun time. All right, let's – we'll take a break. We'll come back, and I will do my usual about the shift, which I despise in baseball. I despise the shift with all of my passion and fury, and I will bring that next. Do not miss it. That's next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. what's rob reiner your remote drop movie if you
4: you know i've I, you there's so surfing. many movies that i love that i can watch over and over again i mean i watch into it's a wonderful life i watch uh, all the president's men i love all the president's men i mean there's so many uh, movies that i that i love uh, you know where you're just surfing it doesn't you know, matter where you pick it up yeah, you're gonna yeah watch the, 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 the godfather it. is you know the godfather is the classic if you're flipping around and you catch the godfather it's <laughs> That's it. It's, and you're in. You're in. You're in. Just, even if it's another two and a half hours, yeah. you just got to clear your I, I, Godfather one or two. I pretend that Godfather three never happened. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just, put the one and two, just stick with the one. Yeah, and one
2: this. and two, stick with one and two. Uh, is it true you've seen all the presidents men twenty five times? It's that a, a yeah. That it's, I'm sure, maybe more even. Okay, we have a couple of facts here from your, uh, from your. Um, we asked this of uh, frequent celebrity guests who have as uh, large a credit role as you do Robert, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, 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 true or celebrity true of uh, taciturn uh, 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 yes exactly uh, th- i want to ask you if these are true or false facts yeah. we did this with Lawrence fishburne last week okay uh
4: true or false you co-wrote the first episode of happy days well yes my name is on it but it was my writing partner phil mishkin mm-hmm. uh who was uh, writing an episode it was taken from um Uh, Love Love American American style, style, and then he adapted it, and so we were working as a team together, and he, yeah, he worked
2: the first episode. So you had something to do with the first episode? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you
4: know. I mean, I think we, you know, there there were certain characters we had. Ralph Malf, though, was a character that we... Made you created that, well. I mean, the name. It? I don't know. You know, Donny it, based on? Donnie was it, was it I mean, Somebody in your life. That it was, was based in on? in Phil's life okay. that he knew somebody like that.
2: All right, uh, true or false? While filming the train scene in Stand By Me, you wanted Will Wheaton and Jerry O'Connell look more frightened, so
4: you screamed at them until
2: they cried. Is that a true
4: story? Well, I didn't. I didn't scream at them. What happened was they would. You know, we set up the camera in such a way that they would be off the track before the train even got there mm-hmm. because it was a long lens. It was like a 600 millimeter lens. So it looked like the train was right on top of them, but they were so far away yes. that they didn't feel like anything was happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So they'd run and they were like running. I said, no, no but guys, you got it. There's a train right up. This going to kill you. And they'd run again. I said, And meanwhile, there's guys pulling a dolly, you know, the dolly, the camera, all the way down the tracks like this, and they're getting, and it's hot, and they're getting, I said, I said, you guys, because of you guys, these guys are exhausted. Mm -hmm. They can't, because of you, and you're not crying. And I was like that, and then they went "Uh, uh," like this, and then they started, and they cried. And then they were excited. They said, we did it, we did it. (laughs) (laughs) Then you hugged it out. I did hug them, yeah. Okay, you hugged it out.
2: (laughs) Three years ago today with Rob Ryder. Lots of great stuff on Few Good Men, too, in that. Oh, yeah. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so Chris Brockman, I ask you this question.
4: Yes, for I ask eyes. you this
2: question. Is there any bigger Major League Baseball star right now than Shohei Ohtani, correct? Right now? No. No. There is not one.
3: He's on a pace for 67 home runs. Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable. He is truly a remarkable individual. What's going on? What's happening? Okay. So what we need to have is more big- Otani moments, like, say, when the Boston Red Sox are in the home of the Los Angeles Angels, and game is on the line. Otani's at the plate, right?: Correct? Two the Boston out. Red Sox are, are leading the league. two outs. In, the they're head. leading the league in, in, in wins, and they have the best record. And you know, a perfect example, as well as Otani's draw, is I flew back from the East Coast last night with Susie and our daughter. You know, our boys are in camp. So we arrive really late, and our daughter is wiped out, and she's at the end of the hall. And I'm looking down at my phone because I'm following on fantasy. I have Matt Barnes on my fantasy team. Tell it to the judge, which is named by Cooper, because he loves Aaron Judge, who's on our roster. <laughs> and um, Barnes is not pitching. And it's a, it's a safe situation. What's, what gives? Well, he pitched the day before. And so Adovino's on the mound. and Adovino. And uh, he's on the mound, and he's he's uh, he's struggling. <laughs> he's struggling, and I'm watching him struggle on my app, and I'm like, should I turn it on? I'm not turning it on. I'm just not gonna turn it on because you know my daughter's down the hall. It's t- I'm tired. It's just right. time. It's time to wind it down. Got to wind it down. Got a big day of work tomorrow. All that business. So next guy gets on, then a run scores. Now it's a now it's a now it's a one run game, and I'm like I'm, I'm just not gonna turn it on. Next guy gets up, he gets on, and I look down at my app. and Do up. Who's at the plate now? Otani. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Now I'm turning it on. That's Otani. That's what we call a draw. Now I must watch. It is must see. It's what every sport wants. Every sport needs a must-have guy. And what happens? Otani gets the plate. Swing and a miss. Great first pitch. It was amazing. And then uh, Ottavino throws a bunch out of the out of the zone. Got to come across. And Otani laces one to right field. Laces it Riff. to right field. You're sitting there thinking, this game's tied.
3: Well, immediately. Off the bat, the camera hadn't switched to the other angle right. yet. That's, base, That's hit base, hit, t- base hit. Base hit, tie Base hit, tie game. game. Base hit, tie, base game. Hit, tie I'm game.
2: game. I'm thinking the same thing. Yep. Except it's a one hop to the second baseman who is stationed all the way in short right field like it's a beer league softball game. <laughs> you text me in all caps, I love the shift. <laughs> <laughs> Three I outs, did. game over.
3: I, I did. I love
2: the shift. It's awful. It's awful. Nobody, <laughs> and I say this with respect of loving so many people in the NFL to play defense, nobody tunes in for a rule On behalf of the defense, it's the way it goes. Now, sometimes things get so out of whack, you have to put a rule in place. Mel Blunt's a perfect example. Sure. From back in the day. Look it up. Google it. At the end of the end of an hour here. But I want to make my point before the radio audience hits the heart out. This is in place. Every manager I've had on loves it. Can't get enough of it. Nobody's sitting there going, wow, with all due respect. Nobody's sitting there going, wow. Those Red Sox advanced scouts just won them a game because they knew exactly where to position them. Oh, yeah. Hey, the, the, the move-around coach knows exactly where to position their guy. <laughs> you look at the play-by-play. I looked at the play-by-play just to make sure that I got this whole thing right. The final play in the official play-by-play of Major League Baseball of that game last night was Otani Grounds out to second. No, he did not ground out to second. (laughs) He did not. He grounded out to short right field. Write it. Write it. Write it, baseball. You have created it. Write it. Grounds out to short right field. That's where the guy was positioned. Oh, but he's called a second baseman. Okay, then great. Make him play around second base because that's where he should be. I'm sick and tired of it. It looks like a hit off the bat, and it's a ground out to short right field because you're letting everybody move things around. The greatest player in Major League Baseball right now, and I know it cost your, – your Red Sox have every right to put people on yeah. because they were shifting against Ted Williams years ago, and I understand that.
3: Right, right.
2: It stinks. It stinks. It looks like a hit. We'd be talking about Otani doing all this stuff again today, and I don't know if he gets enough run. Pitching tonight. It was robbed, stolen by a shift in short right field. You must keep people within five feet of the infield dirt in the outfield grass. Put them out there if you want. But a hit should be a hit, not a ground out to short right field. What are we doing? Hey, great stuff, baseball. You, you, you kept Otani off the board by allowing him to shift in a cockamamie way. And I know that's the games, that's the rules. It's always been that way. It's out of hand. Out of hand. And this has nothing to do with the rivalry because the Yankees stink. Oh, yeah, you guys stink. Don't get me started. They oh, are we, mediocre.
3: We got two and a half minutes. They right?
2: are mediocre. <laughs> they are a mediocre baseball team. Medi- I mean, mediocre. That's
3: that might be generous.
2: No, that's what their record is. They're one game over 500 because they had a second game against the Mets.
3: Isn't it funny the Angels? I think are have the same record as you guys and like. There's so much optimism with the Angels well, they because have they have Otani and Trout's coming, and Trout's coming, coming back. back. He was taking BP yesterday. <laughs> but same record, Yankees, sky's falling. I love Aaron Judge. I love Aaron Judge.
2: Uh, he's, he's one to root for. His photograph's on the back uh, of my, my daughter's door because she loves Aaron Judge. Does he, is he one of the best three outfielders in Major League Baseball in the first half of the season? No. <laughs> he plays for the Yankees. And he got a lot of votes because he's a popular guy as well. He should. You uh, Come on.
3: You see the rumors surrounding What? Trade him?
2: Tra- I don't know. Trade him? He's the reason why? that's, Or he's the best piece to try and blow it up and retool it?
3: I'd say you get a lot back for him. Oh, please. You can't trade Stanton, so.
2: <sighs> this has nothing to do with the Yankee Red Sox thing. None. None at all. No, I. And you by the way, I was, that I, I was joking. I was joking about this shit. Like, I don't. No, it's ridiculous. I don't like it. It's either. ridiculous. I mean. It's ridiculous. It looks like a hit. It should be a hit. It's a hit. Ninety-eight percent of the time before they started shifting all the people in the right in yeah. short right field.
3: That's- it's not fun You to know watch. what? Like
2: look, I, I understand. Like you want it's your job to keep somebody off the base. It's your job to win foot uh baseball games. It, it absolutely is. But there's a certain way that we want the game to be played. A ball hit with that velocity and that top spin looks like it's gonna go between the right fielder and the second baseman who's now standing all well. What if you chopped it off the plate, Rich, and the second baseman's all the way in right field? Then you get a hit. Well, then, great. Otani gets an infield hit. Wonderful. Wonderful. The rules of baseball should not be to pen somebody like Otani in, it should be to enhance his greatness. And I understand that that benefits the offense, then so be it. Yeah. Then so be it. Well, and, and Baseball's he's... already got guys who are coming out of the pen, throwing 100 miles an hour. Now you're sticking somebody in short right field. Great job. Great advanced scouting, everybody. That's why I came to the game. The mighty Otani has lined out to right field on a hop.